Welcome to another podcast from the BCC team. Our aim is to bring you a message that will help you live a better, more God-centered life. For more information, go to bcc.church. Remember when Mark came to, uh, to see me, I don't want to say it was a long time ago, but I, I had hair then, <laughs> and it was dark. <laughs> time does go on. But when I first met Mark, God put in my heart, wouldn't it be great if we could do some things together? Wouldn't it be great? You know, God really smiles when his children do stuff together to honor him. And I see that this morning as an answer to that prayer from almost 15 years ago, and uh, I'm very thankful. Um, what I'm going to share with you today is that if you apply it to your life, and it's a very simple thing to apply to your life, in fact, it's so simple, it's so easy, you don't even realize how powerful it might be, could dramatically impact you in a positive way and the world. Let me ask you a question. Has anybody ever given you something that was alive? Maybe they took a fish out of the water and it was flopping around on a line and they said, here, would you hold my fish? <laughs> maybe it was a puppy, you know, a brand new puppy, and they say, hey, would you hold my puppy? Or maybe a, a one-year-old baby. Here, would you hold my baby? You know, when you get something that's alive, you have to do something with it, right? Yeah. You, have to just, you can't just sit there and say, boy, this thing's alive, I've got to do something with it. Well, at the Pocket Testament League, we have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of volunteers around the world, of which we hope you will become one this morning, who, who hand out something that's alive, <coughs> the living word of our Almighty God. Now, some of you might say, well, that doesn't look alive. That doesn't look alive like a, like a, a fish or a puppy or a baby. It's right. It doesn't. But what we know and what might not be obvious is this book is more alive than any of those things. Do you know inside this book, because of the Holy Spirit who works through it, is the power to forgive you yeah. from all your sin and all the regrets in your life, to heal your heart, and to allow you to live forever? Is there anything more powerful or alive than the Word of God? Really, really exciting. Now, Mark mentioned Pocket Testament League. Started in the UK in 1893. I was not there when it started. It just looks <laughs> like I was, okay? So, but anyways, Helen Cadbury, the chocolate uh, family, she wanted to share her faith. She was 16 years old. She says, I don't know how to share my faith. I'm not like the Apostle Paul. I don't have great persuasion skills. But you know, God seems to say it pretty well in his word. If we could just get people to read the Bible for themselves, it'll surely lead them to Jesus. So she took her big family Bible to school, and she would go to her friends, and she would say, here, have you read this book? You just need to read this book. And her, her friends would read the Bible every day. And by the way, back in the school, they talked about how they couldn't close those old wooden desks because the Bible was so thick that the desk wouldn't even close. But her friends read the Bible came to faith. And her father, who owned Cadbury Chocolate Company, and some of you are going, okay, this is getting better now. We have got scripture, and we got chocolate. And he didn't want his daughter bringing the big family Bible to school, so he had these little pocket Bibles made. 
and the girls sewed pockets on their dresses. And they formed a league. Do you remember the pocket testament league? You make it a goal of your life. Read some portion of the Bible every day. Carry the word of God in a pocket you've dedicated to the Lord. And you just say a simple prayer every day. Lord, who would you have me share this book with today? Very simple, very powerful. By 1920, from this one little teenage girl in Birmingham, this grew to be called the greatest movement of God since the 14th century. Millions of people all over the world, different languages, reading, caring, and sharing the Word of God. It kind of drifted away after World War II, and we have brought it back. It's amazing. You know, I, when I, uh, I came from Silicon Valley, I was a businessman, and I got to ride some really incredible rocket ship rides in technology in Silicon Valley. It was, it was amazing. But I've never seen anything like the Word of God. I'd been, uh, I was there in the offices uh, in Pennsylvania for a few weeks. I saw a bunch of volunteers in uh, one of the conference rooms doing something. So I went over and introduced myself. I said, what are you guys doing? They said, oh, we're praying over and responding to letters we've received. I said, letters? We got letters? Now, I was a banker in Silicon Valley. The only letters we ever got from customers were like from the lawyers where we messed something up, okay? And so I went over, I looked, and I started reading these letters. And I looked, they had cardboard boxes filled with letters. People writing us, telling us how their marriage was turned around, how their life was changed, how they were healed, how they got off drugs and alcohol. I'm reading them all. I couldn't, I couldn't believe them. I decided that I was going to read every letter I could that came in. I got to 100,000 letters and stories, and I got on my knees. I said, God, please forgive me. I had no idea how alive your word is. I'm convinced if you knew the power of this little book and the power it has to not only change your heart for the better, but everyone around you come in contact with you would fall on your knees, you'd ask for God for forgiveness too. This book is alive. So members of the Pocket Testament League, read, carry, and share the Word of God. How many people here think it's a good idea to read some portion of the Bible every day? Anybody think that's a good idea? Yeah. 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 It's God's primary method to change your life for the better is when you read His Word. Because it's a supernatural seed that when you plant it in your heart, God supernaturally changes your life to be more like Him. Psalm 119, verse 11, it says, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I meditate on your precepts. I consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. What would happen right now if we did a heart inventory to see how much of this is in your heart? Is it full? God wants to fill it up because he knows what good things will follow if you do that. So yeah, so we read the Bible every day if we can, anywhere we can. Okay, how about carry the Word of God? Pocket Testament League members carry the Word of God with them everywhere they go. Because, Mark, just forgive me for a minute, because I'm with Pocket Testament League, we get, like, excited about pockets. <laughs> How many people here have one or more pockets 
Maybe it's your backpack or your purse. If you have one or more pockets, would you raise your hand? Oh, wow, I get excited when I see a pocket-heavy crowd. Okay, now, now. Let's get tougher now. How many people here have an empty pocket? One you're not using for anything else. Anybody have an empty pocket? Look it. Okay. You see, I don't want to mess with your pockets. We put, like, we put important things in our pockets. You know, I've got, like, my phone, because I might have to call somebody. I got, I've got, like, uh, I've got my wallet in case I need to buy something. I've got keys in case I have to go somewhere. So I put important things in my pocket. Well, I'm here to ask you this morning. If you have an empty old pocket that you're not using for anything else, would you consider dedicating that pocket to God? And you've received one of these little books this morning. Stick that little gospel in that pocket and wait to see what God might do with it. Could be one of the most profoundly positive decisions you've ever made. You know, when you stick the Word of God in your pocket, when you start your day, what you're saying is, okay, Lord, I'm reporting for duty today. If you want to do something through me to change someone's life and impact the world, I'm reporting for duty. Have at it. It's a good way to start your day. By sticking the Word of God in your pocket. What if you don't have it in your pocket? Some people say, well, you know, I, I, I like to carry the Bible on my phone. I have it on my phone, too. But there's something special about a gift that you can give to someone you can't get with a phone. But you've got to be packing the Word. You need to be packing the Word. In fact, I hope as a church, as you look around at each other and you come to see each other and gather, you say, are you packing the Word today? Do you have the Word in your pocket? Because if you do, if you do, you're reporting for duty for God to use you. You know, some people say, well, yeah, the Bible's so cool on, a, on an iPhone, and it is. It's just really, it's really good. The, the difference is, I can have this on my phone, and, and by the way, phones enable us to talk to each other. This book will enable us to talk to him. Batteries will wear out on this. Heaven and earth will pass away. My word what, will never pass away. Very, very powerful to, uh, to carry with you. Some of you say, okay, I could read the Bible every day. I can carry it in my pocket. But I don't know about sharing my faith. That's really, really scary. In fact, we know that's the number one reason Christians say they don't share their faith is because they're afraid. You know, of those 100,000 stories I told you about, and we get thousands more each month, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of stories since I've been at the Pocket Testament League. I could sit there and go on for hours and hours and hours sharing with you, and I weep as I read them. We've had tens of millions of presentations of the gospel, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of stories from people that are carrying this and sharing it. How many stories do you think we've received from people who said, I really regretted sharing this with somebody. I really was embarrassed when I shared this with someone. How many stories do you think we've gotten out of all those? Not one. We've never received a story from anyone saying, I was embarrassed. I regretted it. Only stories of great joy and excitement and enthusiasm. So what I'm going to do right now, and I know some of you already know how to do this, but for those of you that don't, if you'd help me, I'd like to teach you all how to share your faith using these little I Am Gospels. Would you all stand? Now, I do this all over the world, and I have to tell you that 
everywhere we do it, um, I see fear on faces. They're going, oh, no. Do I, I didn't come here to do this. It's only going to hurt for a minute. If you would, take one of these I Am Gospels, put it in your right hand, okay? I want everybody to bend their right arm at their elbow like this and pretend they have the Word of God. Come on, get, bend your right arm at the elbow. She wasn't doing it. you got to wait. Okay, I'm teasing you. And bend your right arm at the elbow. At the count of three, I want you to extend your arm like this and say, here, this is for you. You ready? One, two, three. Here, this is for you. Not bad. You know, if, if I had more time, I'd teach you how to do it left-handed. But, but, but what I'm going to do right now, what I'm going to do right now is, because can I take a family photo? Sure. I, I'd like everybody to hold up the Gospels that you've got, and I want to take a before photo with everybody's got these before you give them away. Uh, okay, look at this. Everybody's got one. I love it. Oh, my. Very cool. Okay, sit down. You have been trained. <laughs> now, you can get a lot more sophisticated than this. But if all you do is this, God can use you in a powerful way. Someone say, what if they ask me what it is? I give it to them, what if they ask me what it is? You say, it's the Gospel of John. It's part of the Bible. And the cool part about doing this, people say, culturally, am I just going to offend people? Are they going to be mad? Is this something I shouldn't do? See, when you do this, and you say to someone, you know, you ought to read this book for yourself and make up your own mind what it means to you. Nobody gets mad at that. Nobody. In fact, all you get are smiles. Thank you. They'll at least be polite. The stories that come in, by the way, this one's cool about this book. It's got the BCC uh, information on it, in it, with a website. Uh, it's got how you can invite Jesus into your heart. It's got a Gospel of John. A place in the back where you can go to um, order more. We have these in multiple languages. We've got, you name it, I mean, we've got them all, we've got them all over the world. In fact, Christmas time, we have, I might have one on here. I got all these different covers. Okay, I got this. Look at them all. I got all kinds. Oh, this is the one. Mainland China. At Christmas time, we got approval from the Chinese government. This is one of these Gospels of John, like you have. The only difference is it is actually printed and published by an agency of the Chinese government with a code on the back so you won't go to jail for having it. Three million people in five provinces received these one-on-one -on -one just at Christmas time. It was probably the most powerful and largest evangelical outreach in the history of China, which goes back thousands of years. Last Christmas, word of God with God's people. Very, very, very uh, exciting times. If you go to the website, we did this one for Alpha. I don't know if you're familiar with the Alpha course. We have them with all kinds of different covers, with horses and motorcycles, you name it. In fact, if you want to cover with something on it, we'll print it. We don't care. Whatever you will use to, to, to give away, um, we want to do because we know how powerful it is. Alyssa wrote me. She said, I just take it to school with me, high school. I leave it on my books. I don't say anything. I just leave it on my books. She said, four of my friends came to faith this last year because they would come by and look and say, what's that on your desk? Can I read it? I said, sure. She says, I smile because I know what's going to happen. They read it and they come to faith. 
Business people put them on their desks at work. They don't say anything. They don't go around and spread them all over the place. They just quietly leave it on their desk. God will bring somebody that needs it to you. In fact, if, if you just put one of these in your pocket and you say, okay, God, let's have some fun together. God loves to hear that kind of prayer. <laughs> if I'm supposed to give this to somebody, will you make it happen? We tell people, do that. Put it on God. There's no pressure on this. It's all him. This one business person who was scared to death to share his faith walked around with the gospel in his pocket. He went into a convenience store. Convenience store looked at him and went, what's that in your pocket? He went, whoa. He took it out of his pocket, handed it to the clerk. He said, what is this? He says, this looks like a Bible. The guy says, yeah, it is. He says, you know, I've always wanted to read the Bible. Do you think I could have it? That's how he gave away his first one. And by the way, that shows you how much God wants you to share his word. He will do anything. All you have to do is, is just that. This, uh, I was coming back from a, uh, a meeting in Pennsylvania. I was driving. By the way, do I have, a, do I have an accent? Yeah. Yeah. I do? I mean, the, your bass player said, you have an accent. I went, oh, I didn't realize I had an accent. <laughs> Anyways, so I was coming back, I was coming back from a... Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> um, and you don't want to drive with me around here either. I'll tell you, it's scary. I'm, this side of the road. Anyways, so um, I was driving back to, this, uh, to my office, and I had, a, I had a lunch meeting, and I was rushing because I had a bunch of phone calls to make before my lunch meeting, and I was in a hurry, and as I roared into the parking lot a little before noon, I saw my lunch appointment was already here, and I went, oh, I've got to run upstairs and make some phone calls. I've got to get these calls done. I was feeling that pressure of way more to do and not enough time to do it. Any of you ever felt that way? Yeah, it's tough. So I go run into my office, desk piled with paper. I go to reach for the phone because I had to make a call and my phone rings. And I'm going, I can't answer this call. I've got to make a call. I can't answer it. But I pick it up and there's a voice on the other end of the line. It's a woman. And she says, excuse me, sir. I wonder if you can help me. I'd like to become a Christian. And I'm thinking, wow. And I'm hearing this ding, ding going on in the background. Now, I have a daughter who's a lot of fun and she calls me and disguises her voice all the time, trying to just tip me over, you know. And I thought at first that's who it was. But that's not who it was. And this ding-ding going on, this woman was standing at a pay telephone in Nashville, Tennessee at this gas station. And every time a car would come in to get petrol, it would set off this thing that caused a ding to occur so they would know there was a customer out there. And I started talking to her, and she said... I was standing here waiting for a bus. This man came up to me in the crowd and said, here, this is for you. I started reading it. And as I read this book, I realized I need this Jesus into my heart. Can you help me? And I'm still asking her, because I'm still a little surprised about this. And she said, you know, the man left in the crowd. So what I did, she said, is I looked in the front and I found the phone number of the pocket testimony. I dialed it. She says, I punched the first extension. She said, and I got you. <laughs> we prayed together as she invited Jesus into her heart. But what's so cool is that day, that man who said, here, this is for you, had no idea that that woman was going to reach her eternal destiny as a result of what he did.
You doing this, you have no idea. But it's profoundly positive and amazing what God might do. We had a woman write us. She uh, said, I was going to go home from church. I had a Bible study, and uh, I, lost, uh, I lost my ride home. She said that meant I was going to have to walk several miles. I was going to have to go over some train tracks and some busy highways. She said, which might normally not be too tough, but she says, I'm blind and I walk with a white cane. So I was going to make it really difficult for me. But she was a member of the Pocket Testament League. And she said, I was packing the word. Are you packing the word? I hope you'll start packing the word. So I knew God had a plan. So she said, I started walking with my cane to go home. I hear a man's voice. He says, hello. She said, I turned in the direction of the voice. I took my pocket gospel out of that pocket and I said, here, this is for you. Had a little conversation, didn't think anything of it. A month later, I'm in the store with my son. This man comes up to me, says, hey, you may not remember me. You gave me that little book on the street. I want to let you know I invited Jesus into my life. I'm now going to church. Thank you very much. Blind woman with a cane. God used her to impact somebody's life for eternity. Blind woman with a cane. If he will do that with her, what would he do with you with all the gifts and talents poured into you? Amazing things. Just start packing the word. You know, one of the problems we have in the U.S. is uh, we abort millions of babies a year. And uh, there's a lot of struggles with that, and there's a lot of emotional issues with that. Um, we did a cover, we put a baby on the cover, wondered what would happen. Before we knew it, we found out that people were standing in front of abortion clinics with our little baby gospels all over the place, started packing around. They went out, 5,000 of these went out in the first two hours we had on our website. I'm amazed. I said, whoa, look at that. This woman, one woman wrote us, she said, I was walking down the street, I saw this mother and daughter, and um, she said, I asked them what they're doing, and come to find out their, their daughter was on the way to have an abortion. I said, oh, no, don't do that. She said, I, I, you know, God's got a plan for that baby's life. Here, let me give you one of these books. Gave her one with the baby, just happened to have two on there, two covers. Gave one to the mother and the daughter. And they went on their way, and the, she wanted to stay in touch with them, but she couldn't. But the daughter stayed in touch. The daughter wrote to her and said the reason she was going to go have an abortion was because uh, she was unmarried, and her mother was forcing her to have an abortion. So they went home, and they each read the little gospel. And they got on their knees, and they both invited Jesus into their hearts. Last December was her son's first birthday. Wow. She was packing the word. I was, it was uh, Thanksgiving time, and I was waiting for my wife outside some market, and my cell phone rang, and a woman said, hey, I heard about you guys on the radio. I didn't even think you were still around. She said, I just had to call you and tell you what, something, a story. I said, what? She said, well, when I was a little girl, she said, I used to collect little books. I had all kinds of little books. 
And one of them was a pocket testament leg gospel that you printed. It was dated 1933. She said, I never read it. I just had it in my little book collection. She said, but then when I got to college, I was just going through it. I was, yeah, I'm looking at my books. And she, she said, I opened that up and I read it. And I got down on my knees in my apartment and invited Jesus into my life. She said, that was the year 1976. She said, a lot has happened since then. But now, all of my family, we're all believers as a result of that. I was sitting there thinking about it. We printed it in 1933. She read about it in 1976. I found out about it just recently at Thanksgiving. This book is alive. It is alive waiting for you to share. Some of you may go, yeah, well, I need to share my faith, but do you have any way if you're a scary cat to get started? There's a lot of easy ways to get started. If you ever go out to eat and you want to leave maybe a gratuity for the, for the waiter or the waitress, you just slip it in one of these Gospels and leave it there. <laughs> you don't have to say anything. You wouldn't believe how many letters we get from waiters and waitresses that come to faith. In fact, this one couple had cracked me up. They were in their 30s, and they said, you know, we had never shared our faith. But after I heard you speak at church, we realized we needed to do it. So we went out, we went out to, uh, to lunch, and I remembered what you said about just leaving it with a good gratuity on the table. He said, but we didn't want to actually talk to the waitress. So we waited till she was in the back, and we put it on the table, and we ran out to the car. <laughs> We're sitting there in the car. He says, I turned to my wife and I said, honey, we did it. We did it. We finally shared our faith. (laughs) My wife turned to me and said, I think you left your cell phone in the table in the restaurant. Sure enough, sure enough, she goes back into the restaurant. The waiter, waitress, is standing over the table with the book, tears coming down her face. Looked up and said, thank you. I really needed this. Let me ask you a question. Who needs the word of God? Everybody. Everybody. Why do you think they wrote me? People don't write letters anymore. Why would he write the letter? He knew he was a coward. And he knew God blessed him. Again, it shows you how much God wants you to share his word. Please just take a step to share his word. We, uh, we have so many things happening uh, around the world in um, the largest Muslim country in the world is Indonesia. And someone said, we ought to go to Indonesia, see what happens there with this. And I, I don't know what's going to happen there. It's all, what, what could happen? It's all Muslim. We think anybody would be interested. And, and in six months, we had 100,000 Facebook fans in Indonesia last year. Thousands and thousands and thousands of Gospels are going out the door from our our, uh, warehouse in Hong Kong to Indonesia, the largest Muslim country in the world. God is moving in a powerful way. We have a million Gospels being printed and distributed one-on-one, door-to-door in Russia this month. They hope to plant 5,000 churches by doing this. Very, 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 very powerful stuff.
Why does this work? It works so well because it's God's word. He tells us. If you read the parable of the sower, I love the parable of the sower. That's where uh, Jesus says a farmer went out to sow some seed. Some fell on rocky ground. The birds got some, the thorn got, thorns got some. But where it fell on good soil, there was a 30, 60, 100-fold increase. Do you know what a 30, 60, 100-fold increase means? That means 3,000, 6,000, 10,000% increase. Think back of the greatest investment you ever made and what kind of increase you got from it. You know, if you put your money in a bank, if you get 3 or 5%, that's pretty good. If you go find a professional investor to invest, say, in the stock market and things like that, they'll tell you, if you can average 7 or 8% every year, that would be really good. 10,000%. Now, I do know one place you could have gotten a 10,000% return is if you had bought stock in Apple Computer when it first came out you would have received a 10,000% increase. But God says that anyone who sows his word can get a 3,000, 6,000, 10,000% increase because it's his living word. So you have the opportunity to participate in one of the greatest, most multiplying effects on this planet if you share his word. Luke 8, 11, Jesus said, the seed's the word of God. I have a bunch of farmer friends. One plants lots and lots of corn. You know why? He says, if I don't plant a lot of corn, I never harvest a lot of corn. If you would like to see more believers in the UK, if you want a bigger crop of believers, you need to plant more seed. This is the seed. And you've got it right here. So what do I want you to do? like you do several things. One, I'd love for you to go on our website, ptl.org, and say, I want to be part of the Pocket Testament League. It doesn't cost anything. We'll even send you 30 Gospels of John for free every month that you can share. It's just a blessing. We want to see the Word of God go out. Also hope that you'll leave here with this book, the I Am book, and just say to the Lord, Lord, I would like to give this to someone within the next 24 hours in this community. Maybe it's a family member. And if you, how many people here have family members who don't know the Lord? Yeah, look at all the hands. We all do. Maybe you just give it to a family member. We had a woman leave one on a kitchen table, and uh, her daughter read it and gave her life to the Lord. Didn't say anything. All her other talking to her never worked. Just the Word of God uh, reached her. Maybe you'll take this and give it to someone who delivers a pizza. Or maybe you will take it and you will leave it in a doctor's office. Maybe you will share it in a clerk in a store. When someone does something nice for you, say, hey, that was really nice. I have something nice for you. How many people here think this is something they can do? Yeah. Well, let me tell you what. If you will do this, several things will happen. First of all, I would love to see everyone in this community receive the word of God from this church. Everyone. What if you had that as a goal? We're going to reach everyone in our community with the Word of God. Guarantee you, you will need a bigger building here. (laughs) Second thing, there are people, and you could drive it, who would like to see everyone in the UK receive the Word of God from another believer. What would happen? This country would be transformed in a powerful way. And we know we have people from lots of different languages and cultures here. We have these in, in Arabic. We have them in Farsi. We have them bilingual. We have all kinds. We should be reaching everyone who's on this island. 
should receive the word of God. You can transform this country and the world, but most importantly, while you're doing it, you know what God will do? He will transform you. You will have more joy. You will have more peace. You will have more purpose in your life than you ever thought was possible if you just share his word. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for these brothers and sisters who love you. We just thank you for them. Lord, this is a special place. I pray, Lord, your light would shine from this place. Many would come to know you and follow you. And Lord, if there are some people even here this morning who haven't given their heart to you, Lord, I pray they would take one of these old books and read it for themselves and hear your heart for them that they might give their life to you today as a result of your word. Lord, we pray for this community, Lord. They are hurting. They are in pain. They are lost. They don't know what they're doing, Lord. They need you. Father, use the people in this church to take your word and to reach it, to say, here, this is for you, Lord. And then let your Holy Spirit speak through them and change them forever. And we pray this will be the beginning of an even more mighty work, Lord, because you're at the center of it and it's your word. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.